Hi, welcome. Thank you for tuning to Life Plus Up with your host Kevin Yang. For all the listeners, Life Plus Up is a podcast dedicated in making your life better by achieving success in three core components of life: personal, financial, and career. In each episode, we'll be bringing some of the most positive and inspiring news, followed by introducing programs to help out with personal finance. We'll coach you some professional skills to help you advance in your career, and be your resources for a better lifestyle and health. You can find the newest episode every Wednesday by follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Google, or much more. At the end of each episode, I will answer some of the questions from our listeners. So if you have a question, please email me or DM me on Instagram, or just by clicking on the voice link listed in the description. Remember, if you find this podcast informative and helpful, please share with someone that you think this can help. So now, let's have a great show. Today is the last day of your lease. As you look back into your empty office, you remembered the excitement when your business first launched. You were full of excitement and energy. You really thought your idea would disrupt the whole industry. What happened? You ask yourself. It was going so well. What did I go wrong? When did I run out of money? Why can't I succeed in starting my own business? Welcome to episode 52. Are you and your business financially fit? An exclusive interview with Tracy Bessett, financial fitness coach and the host of Young Money Podcast. First, I want to thank all the listeners and friends of our podcast for tuning into our episode. Your support and encouragement are our biggest motivators, and the reasons we are dedicated to improving our content. This year, 2020, has not been an easy year for the world. Many individuals have their careers impacted due to the recent pandemic, civil conflicts, and also the political uncertainties. However, like an old saying, the best opportunities lays right behind significant challenges. In recent weeks, I received a lot of emails and inquiries about starting new businesses since the air of my previous episode. How to give yourself a raise without begging your boss? Starting a new business venture is not hard. However, keeping it alive and growing it is the real challenge. So, to help all the listeners out there, I invited one of the best experts in the entrepreneur consulting to discuss the matter. Before we start our podcast, I want to remind everyone that our country is still struggling with pandemic. The second wave of coronavirus has sent our total infected across 10 million people. With thousands of ICU beds filled up with doctors and nurses working nonstop day after day, it is crucial to support these heroes with PPE and care packages. And you can do your part by visiting thriveglobal.com/categories/firstresponders/first. 
And if you want to locally help New York City, please visit the New York Mayor Fund for COVID-19 Relief at nyc.gov slash COVID-19 Emergency Relief Fund page. And the sites are all listed in the show description. Remember, if you can donate, please help by sharing with others to help our heroes in the front lines to continue this fight for us. Now, I would like to start our episode with some positive and inspiring news. Today, our news is brought to you by CNN, The Good Stuff, written by Marika Gherkin. And the headline is, A California man saved 10-year-old girl from drowning. Now the girl and her mother are raising money to help pay for the hero's dream wedding. The Whiting family was enjoying their last day of vacation on a sunny beach in Monterey, California, when 10-year-old Haley got caught in the rip current. Haley's mom, Samantha, was sitting on the shore when she heard her daughter crying for help. Samantha Whiting sprinted into the water and tried to grab her daughter but underestimated the strength of the current. Soon, the waves were swallowing them both. I was thinking this is not happening. There's no way I'm being pulled out. I was terrified, Haley told CNN. I will never forget her face when she said, Mom, help me, Whiting said. Fortunately, one beachgoer heard the scream and sprung into action. I've been swimming since I was three years old competitively, so I felt like I could get to them. I ran out there, and as soon as I got to the mom, I knew she was struggling, Kevin Cozy told ABC News. Cozy grabbed Haley from her mother's arms, leading them both to safety on the shore. Haley suffered no injuries, and the Texas family had a home the following day, grateful to have avoided a tragic end to their otherwise blissful vacation. However, the Whiting family never got Kevin's last name, and as months go by, the family couldn't stop thinking about this heroic stranger. There were hundreds of people on the beach that day, and he was the only one brave enough to do that, Whiting said. I knew there were no words to thank him enough for what he did, a complete stranger risking his life to save ours. Last week, the Whiting took to social media to try to find Kevin's contact information. She wanted thinking again. Unsurprisingly, the two were quickly connected. As they talked, Cozy mentioned he was getting married next fall. My daughter had an idea to raise money for him to help with his wedding, honeymoon, or just anything they might need, Whiting said. So Whiting set up a GoFundMe page to help Cozy and his fiance plan their dream wedding. A wedding that Haley and the Whiting both plan on attending so they can thank him yet again. While Cozy is beyond thankful for the gesture, he told ABC7, that girls being saved was enough for me. So here at Light Plus Up, I really want to go ahead and thank Kevin, Haley, and the Whiting family for bringing such a positive and inspiring news to us. Kevin being the hero of the lifetime and the story definitely brought some smiles to all of us who really need it at this time. So congrats once again to Kevin Cozy for his upcoming wedding and best wishes for the entire wedding family. Now, as previously mentioned, I have the fortune to invite Tracy Bassett, the financial fitness coach and the host of Young Money Podcast for an interview 
to help answering some of the questions that we have from our listeners in regards of starting their own business. So before we jump into the interview, I just want to share some backgrounds of Tracy. So Tracy is on the mission to redefine the world's economic future by increasing the financial literacy of entrepreneurs, also known as financial fitness. With over 20 years of experiences in financial service industry, Tracy can help entrepreneurs across all industries, both on and offline. As the founder, president, and the chief financial fitness trainer at Bassett Financial Fitness Incorporated, Tracy helps her client understand and improve their level of financial fitness with the goal to increase confidence using financial skills so they can be successful in the financial lives. In addition, Tracy is also a professor at Centono College School of Business and regularly leads speaking engagement to increase financial fitness awareness. So, before we jump into our interview with Tracy, let's go ahead and take a short break. Hi, this is Kevin from Life Plus Up. Do you want to have more resources or episodes? If you do, don't forget to visit our Patreon page listed in the show description. As being a patron to our Patreon, you'll be getting special episodes, workshops, or even one-on-one Zoom meetings for your life coaching plans. Be sure to sign up for our publication, The Life Business Insiders, where you can find tons of resources to help you from some of the most brilliant minds in the industry to help you to succeed in personal, financial, and career. So don't forget to subscribe to The Life Business Insider, a free online publication for all the listeners of the Life Plus Up podcast. All right, we have Tracy here with us. Tracy, welcome and thank you for joining Life Plus Up podcast. Thanks so much, Kevin. I'm glad to be here with you today. You know, we're all very excited to hear all about you. And of course, I have get a little intro to my audience already, but you'll be so much more meaningful if you can just let us know who you are and your background for a little bit. Absolutely. So I am joining you from Toronto, Ontario in Canada. I'm originally born on the east coast of Canada. Um, I was very entrepreneurial in my youth, um, then went on to... Uh, <laughs> business school. I have a Bachelor of Commerce and MBA and I'm a Chartered Financial Analyst and so I spent many years in banking and then decided to start my own business when I was restructured out of my uh, organization. So I run a financial education and consulting company uh, that's really geared towards helping individuals, so especially young adults and entrepreneurs, um, take the mystery out of money for them and help them live their lives with confidence. So I'm really uh, pleased to be here today. And I love talking about financial literacy and as I like to call it, financial fitness. And that's awesome, Tracy, especially when we talk about the young adults right now, financial literacy is more important than ever. And of course, we know that your background in banking really contribute your curriculums and also helping you to build that careers up. So what did you talk to us about how does your experiences from the banking part, your previous professionals, help you to build this new business up? So I was in the areas of commercial lending and risk management. So I've ripped apart hundreds of business plans, ripped apart thousands of cash flow projections. And so I'm very comfortable uh, when I got started that I had to validate my idea and make sure that it was going to work. Uh, I knew realistically 
realistically how long my money would keep me going before I needed to have some um, actual sales coming in. And then I needed to um, learn very quickly that when you're a business owner, you wear about 50 hats. And I had to quickly um, get some help to learn some of the things that I didn't know yet. Um, so I think I have good grounding because of my banking training, but uh, it certainly didn't prepare me for making a website, doing all my marketing, all that kind of stuff. So uh, very humbling as well. And I think that's fantastic because a lot of people, especially younger generation, when they're looking for starting a business, it's like, oh, I have a fantastic idea, but they didn't really know the whole entire aspect about building a business, starting with a business plan and how to go and keep it sustained, right? We heard a lot of great idea did not get itself launched because they don't have the financial coach to help them with this process. Now, Tracy, starting a business is not easy. Why don't we share with us some of the primary obstacles or challenges that you have overcome just to go and get to where you are today? Yes. So um, for me, I mean, I, I was fortunate in that uh, when I did uh, leave my organization, I was given a really fair severance. I was able to take the time and really develop that business plan, figure out what I wanted to do. I took the opportunity to put all of the things that I really like to do together. So educating people, teaching people about money, uh, working with young adults, as well as entrepreneurs and really put that together. Uh, with the entrepreneurs I coach though, one of the things that I see that commonly comes up and you've really hit the nail on the head with it is they get so excited about jumping into business that they uh, miss that step about validating the idea. Uh, so while I had done that, I'm, I'm consistently seeing people jump in. And for me, if you do a business plan and the outcome is that you shouldn't do the business it doesn't look like it's going to work that's an okay outcome and so for anybody listening I want you to know that that that's still a good use of time because you haven't sunk all of your hours into it and potentially all of your savings or taking a debt to to be able to launch that business you know what that's fantastic especially that you remind all of us about starting business is definitely not easy so let's change it to more lighthearted now in Toronto right now it must be very cold over there right it is, and we had snow last night and this morning, so I um, had my winter coat out and my boots already. So. Yes, a lot of people here in New York, we definitely understand the shoveling snow is not easy. Not to mention right now for U.S., especially in East Coast, we can only do outside dining. So we're excited to see what kind of a plans they have for outside dining when there is a six feet of snow out there, right? <laughs> yeah, we'll probably be trying something like that too, so we'll see where it takes us. Yeah, because it is a very unusual time. A lot of people have their job impacted. And then I heard a lot of great business ideas got launched because those people have nothing else to do but sitting at home to start realizing their long-term dreams. Now, one thing that you have brought to our attention is financial fitness. About the idea about how fit you are financially and how you can go ahead and build yourself into the perfect image of health or financial health. So why don't you give us more information about what financial fitness is? So for me, uh, I really came up with this phrase because I found financial literacy to be very negative. It already presumes you are illiterate, you don't know anything uh, about money and personal finance. And so for me, I really put it akin to physical fitness. You might be taking that first step off the couch, you're going to walk around the block, 
you're starting your physical fitness journey, or you might be really far advanced and going to be running a marathon on the financial uh, fitness spectrum. We might be just learning about bank accounts. We might be learning about budgeting, or we could be learning to become more sophisticated investors. So we can be anywhere in between and wherever we are starting is okay. And I encourage everyone to take one step forward every day to keep moving on that financial fitness journey. So we're building from this place of positivity and building on your successes already, and we can keep moving forward. And, you know, I think that's a very positive type of energy, right? When you talk about financial fitness is wherever you are, if you take one step forward, you're getting better. And then of course, unlike the physical fitness that I'm enduring right now, that you don't just get back all those weights, financial fitness <laughs> one step at a time, right? Now, one thing that I do want to go ahead and ask you is, of course, financial fitness have different impacts on different people. Like you said, some people are far farther in marathon status on financial fitness while others are just starting off and walking off their couch. Can you give us a, some kind of a, examples of what type of impacts financial fitness will have on the individual? So money matters and the stress for money matters. They impact every single aspect of your life. It can impact your health, your um, physical health, mental health, all your relationships um, can cause a great deal of strain. So for me, the sooner you can get that kind of peace mastered, the easier your life's going to be because you can focus on the rest of the, the aspects on your, of your life. And so Whatever you feel the most stressed about, I really encourage you to dig into it and start learning about it. Usually the things that we worry about, if we think we have a lot of credit card debt, but we never look at the balance, um, that's going to scare us a lot more than the actual facts. And we're not going to be able to come up with a plan to deal with it. Uh, certainly during the pandemic, I've had tons of conversations with individuals and entrepreneurs about let's get the new facts, let's see where you are, and then let's make a plan that deals with the new situation. Because uh, in, a, in a mystery and in a vacuum of information, we can just uh, dream of the worst case scenario. So we've got to know the facts so we can actually move forward with a plan. I think that's an excellent point because if you really ask, all of us know how to be healthy and be rich, which is eat healthy, do workout, and then trying to go and spend less and save more, but we don't have an actual plan. That's why not too many people actually succeed financially. Now, since uh, you brought up the topic of entrepreneur, what are some common mistakes that you see entrepreneurs do, especially on their finances? Uh, so the first one is uh, complete um, ignoring of the numbers in the business that they'll just work out. If you make sales, you're going to be profitable and not to worry about. So that's the first one. Or kind of on the other side, they hire someone, a bookkeeper, an accountant, and just delegate everything over to them. As the business owner, you're responsible for setting the strategic direction of the company. With that goes goals. And you can only fuel and meet your goals with cash and from knowing the financial position of the business. So you've got to be all over that. Another one I often see is this uh, constant transferring between your personal and your business account. And that happens when you're not really looking at the numbers, you're not managing your cash flow. And typically that comes from a place of where you've priced your product or your service incorrectly and you're actually losing money on everything that you sell. So those are, are three big ones that I typically see. And I think those are excellent reminders. We all see Shark Tank before. What happened to those entrepreneurs? <laughs> without any financial numbers with them. You see, Kevin would not be so happy about those things, right? And it's right. You think about how financial really impact our emotions too. I will assume that if you have $20 in your bank accounts and there's a bill coming up in three days, you're a lot more anxious than the guy who actually have $2,000 in their account. 
sometimes I see people instantly feel relaxed and more relieved when they see a tax refund going to their accounts. A few months later, they spend all the money and they go back to those anxious stage, right? Now, one thing exactly. I do want to ask is, is that you are a financial fitness coach. So how do you work? How do you help entrepreneurs out? Um, so really what I'm doing, it's um, getting to know their business and then it's a transfer of knowledge from me to them. As I said, I used to be a commercial banker. I was in risk management. I'm not an accountant, but I've seen thousands and thousands of financial statements. So I'm teaching them what do these financial statements mean? What are the key numbers they need to look at? And then doing a deep dive into the pricing and profitability of the business. So um, usually I don't have to look very far to find some suggestions in terms of how things can be improved. Uh, one of the common complaints I hear from entrepreneurs is that they're not getting a consistent paycheck. And that's because again, of that lack of profitability. So what can we zero in on to make um, incremental change in the business? And when you make a bunch of small changes, it can actually really add up and improve the profitability of the company. Um, my big goal for the entrepreneurs is to see their confidence increase as their financial acumen grows. And I think those are excellent points, especially in the confidence itself because you talk about business owners if you lack a confidence you really limit your possibility of growing your business now a lot of entrepreneurs will argue that every business is different you cannot use one set of rules on another business but it's not true right like if you look into it there is certain plans that you have to do regardless of what type of business that is so why don't you share with us about what are some basic model at least all entrepreneurs can share together Every uh, entrepreneur in every industry, every business, they have the same common language of finance, the same financial statements. So you've got your profit and loss, your balance sheet, cash flow statement. Uh, where particular financial ratios are will differ by industry. And I've got all those uh, ratios around so we can certainly source them but I, I the, with the entrepreneurs that I coach generally sales are between a hundred thousand and up to about two million um, it doesn't really matter what those targets are for the industry because they're so far off of where they need to be that we just want to directionally move them in the right place um, given my background too I've seen examples of companies in real life in every industry and so I know the key drivers um, so that's where we can start and then as they fine-tune their financial position they can certainly get deeper and more specific with um, whether it's industry benchmarks or target ratios and of course Tracy those are definitely excellent points I feel like all the entrepreneurs are turning to this episode and listen to this particular part but a lot of entrepreneurs they might not have the business acumen or financial literacy so when you inter interact with these entrepreneurs how do you help them to feel confident because I think a lot of them they will try to avoid on that aspect because they don't know too much about it and lead to their downfall down the line. So can you tell me about, do you have ever have experiences with those entrepreneurs that you had to coach to get them out of those comfort zones? Absolutely. And I would say that's the case with probably 90% of the entrepreneurs that I work with. Um, they all think that they are unique and that they don't know. Um, but in fairness, they've started a business because they're super passionate at whatever their business is in. And they, there's no expectation that they would have knowledge about these financial aspects. So number one, I let them know you're not alone. Uh, number two, I like to focus on what they're doing well when we get started. And so if they've been in business for any length of time, greater than probably four to six months, they know how to manage cash flow. 
They might not talk about it the way that I do. They may not manage it very efficiently. It may not be very uh, glamorous, but they're doing it. And so they're doing that well. So I like to start there and build on what they're already succeeding in so we can then take the business to the next level. So starting with confidence. Yeah, I think those are great, great suggestions. And of course, for all the listeners out there, if you have a plan to start your business and you don't want to reach out to Tracy yet because you are not up there yet, what are some best practices that you can share with us, at least for those people who just recently started or thinking about starting? Absolutely. So number one, spend time on that business plan. I, I cannot recommend recommended enough. Uh, validate your idea, go out and do some market research, and then actually run some numbers. And you should be able to do it with a pen and um, paper just to figure out if what you're going to be able to charge is going to be profitable. It will allow that kind of pricing. Even if you're doing a side hustle or um, started in your business, I highly encourage you to keep one bank account for personal, keep one for your business, just keep everything straight. And you can do that without being incorporated or having a business company name. Um, so do that and then take the time to seek out advice from someone you know and trust who can give you a little bit of information uh, about the financial side and there's so many great resources out there now um, so many great podcasts blogs anything that you can listen to to actually bring up your financial acumen on your own and uh, I think that you'll find someone that speaks in a language that you relate well to and um, you can actually increase your knowledge just one day at a time one step at a time and I think that you come to the really good point because last time when we spoke, Tracy, you also have your own podcast too, which you share some of your information. Why don't you take this time to plug in your podcast? Let us know where we can find that. Sure. So uh, my podcast is Young Money with Tracy Bissett, the advice show for young millionaires in the making. It's everywhere podcasts can be found. And it's certainly to showcase different paths of success. And it's geared toward those who are 18 to 30-ish. And I say people who love them because many parents and grandparents do tune in as well. But it's any way that um, with tips and tactics uh, to show different paths to success from a financial standpoint. So we sh showcase some entrepreneurs. We talk uh, through different trainings around personal finance aspects, um, but it's a good way to, to get a good general understanding. And of course, for all the listeners, Tracy's podcast is going to be listed in the show description. Don't forget to click on it, follow and subscribe. Now, Tracy, yourself is actually a testimony for your own program. You adapt your own programs, you created it, and you try to live through it. And now you see success in your business. What did you tell us about how your life has changed to the better since you launched your own program? Uh, so I would say that um, I used to think that I wouldn't work more than I did in my corporate job, but I, I do continue to work a lot, but it's doing the things that I want to do. So I'm in control of the things um, that I'm doing, where I'm spending my time. I get so much enjoyment out of the clients that I work with, and it's very personally rewarding. It also gives me the flexibility so that if I want to take some of my time and do some volunteering, I can do that on my schedule, where it's a little bit harder to do when you're working for someone else. Um, so I volunteer with my dog. Usually uh, we are a therapy dog team. We go and we visit with seniors weekly. And by having my own business, I can do things like that, um, which gives me a lot of joy. So I'm really uh, pleased with where I am so far, and we're going to keep growing the business. And for all the listeners out there, that's really a true testament of what becoming a business owner is all about. You don't become a business owner because you want to tire yourself out working 24 hours. It's really you want to start living your life, carry out your ideas. And like what Tracy said, that you will give you a lot more freedom for you to decide what you need to do and what is meaningful for you. Now, Tracy, I wanted to ask you this, that I have customers who asked me before is, how do you become successful when you know that you have been 
most of your life in corporate world and suddenly you're starting from step one when all the competitors are millennials. So for someone that have walked through that path, how do you walk through that particular fear of your coming out to compete with younger generation who just graduated from college while you have already been stuck in corporate America for the last four decades? So, I mean, I build on my successes. I looked at everything I've ever done and knew that when I make a plan, when I consult others, validate my ideas, validate my plans, things usually go well. Um, because I teach financial education and I'm all about the money piece, a lot of that comes with experience. And so I think that's, that's one good thing. The thing that I did that was very important, two important things when I started my own business. One is I sought out a business coach to help me and keep me accountable and on path with my plans. And the other was to find a new network, a new group for support. Um, because most of my friends who were still working in corporate, they weren't able to understand the different things I was going through and I couldn't bounce ideas off of them. And so found a new group of entrepreneur network uh, where I could get that support, guidance, also recommendations for other professionals I should be using in my business and getting some help. So um, looking back at my past success and then being open to embracing new new things, new practices, new routines as I started the business, I think it's really um, driven it forward. And I think that's a fantastic reminder for anyone out there who's looking forward to start a business but fear that you have to start from step one. The reality, like Craig Tracy said, you just have to build on your previous success. Imagine you're starting off level one with all the equipments to be the boss. You know, that'd be super cool to have all those, right? <laughs> now, Tracy, I do want to ask you is this that, Ever since you become a financial fitness coach, how have this helped you on your perceptions of life, your future, and your career aspiration as well? I think it's made me a more empathetic person. I've certainly seen so many different um, situations that individuals and entrepreneurs are in. Uh, certainly come to understand how, depending on your situation, um, life is not as fair as it is to others. And so that's been very eye-opening. Uh, it's been very personally satisfying to be able to create something from scratch, uh, to be able to give back to the community. I do employ people in my business, so to be able to create jobs. And just see that you can start from nothing and, and make something of it, I think is really rewarding. And I think that's something that we all have to remind ourselves is that when we do any type of business, it had to be emotionally rewarding as well too. Now, Tracy, a lot of friends have definitely been interested in finding out you have seen millions of business plans. What do you share with uh, some of the bizarre one that you have personally stopped <laughs> in case that person have actually walked into disaster and you had to stop? So what are some bizarre business plan you heard before that you are the one that makes sure it does not come to the light of the world? Well, I've actually made it a practice to never stop anyone's dream um, because I don't know everything. And that's really important to know. So if somebody can validate it with research, show me who's going to pay it pay that price point and that they're going to be profitable. I don't squash anybody's dream and I teach as well. And so students will come to me with their ideas and I make it a, a rule never to squash anyone's dream because I am not the authority on what's going to fly in the world. So uh, certainly during COVID, we've seen so many cool business ideas come and people pivot and make things out of nothing that uh, I don't think any of us is in a position to be the ultimate judge and jury on that. 
and I think you're right that you know the number one YouTuber simply just let people watch him play video games, and then I, I know. Say, wow, <laughs> like yes, like when I was younger, I told my mom that this can work, and she never believed me. And now this YouTuber put the entire thing in practice. But what are some bizarre idea you've ever heard from the business plan before? Well, one that I used to think was crazy, but now that I've seen it in action is actually um, very profitable and a lot of people do it. It's a combo dog wash, car wash. So you can give your dog a bath and give your car a bath at the same time. And I used to think that was crazy, but it, it works quite well actually in more rural communities. Uh, so that's one that's a, a little bit out there. Uh, so that's the one that's coming to mind. But as I said, I am not the judge and jury on businesses. If somebody actually does their research, shows that there's a market for it and it, it's legit, it can work. You know what? I think that's a fantastic idea. If you, anyone asks me if I'm interested in the combo of a dog and car wash, I'm all down for that. And of course, <laughs> I think that is a, one of the good fun part about your job is to be able to really participate in those dreams, right? Because everyone has great idea, but only few can really put it in practice. So let me ask you a question. This is that when you launch your own business, what is the main core mission as being a financial coach that you remind yourself all the time when you're practicing and helping others? What is that main core mission that you have? Well, I'm really on a mission to educate and empower young adults and entrepreneurs so that we can increase the financial literacy, financial fitness all around the world. I think that the more we know about money, the more we are empowered and confident to make better decisions. Uh, we're going to have more money. We're going to be able to help more people and it's just going to raise everyone around us. And I think that's a very, very good reminder. And for all the listeners out there, what we talk about is not only for young adults. I have actually asked one of my most affluent customers, what is his secret in success? Why is he retired with so much money in his head? He say, it's very simple, making sure your kid doesn't ask you money. So you have to teach your kids at a young age so they never ask you for any money so you can keep all of them that have. That's brilliant. If you teach the young adult about financial literacy, they don't come and ask you for money down the line secure retirement so i can see that was actually a great topic for everyone right tracy absolutely and or if they do come for you to finance their business they're coming with a strong business plan to prove it you know what like uh, they always say the first investor is always your grandparents and that's always true right <laughs> but aside from that particular part do you see that currently would the whole world become a lot more connected even though you're in toronto or in new york but we really share the same world and same business world together. Do you see that this becoming a new trend that a new business are coming up every day and the world is no longer being limited by geography anymore? Absolutely. I see it um, as well with my students. We know I, I teach a lot of international students. They couldn't come into the country during COVID. Um, we've got online courses. They're still studying in Canada and they're in their respective countries. Uh, I know with my own podcast, I've got downloads in over 40 countries around the world. People are listening. I don't even know how they find me, but it's so amazing. If, if you have an idea that transcends borders, you can have clients in any country in the world. And I think that really the world is your opportunity. So pick something uh, that you enjoy, pick something that you like to spend time on and then market it to the world. And I think that's a fantastic reminder. And of course, like what Tracy said, starting a business is not scary. As long as you know the right plans, the right programs, and you let other people validate the idea who is there to stop you, right? Now, Tracy, for all the guests that we have, we always want to go ahead and make sure that we get that one word message or advice from our guests. So Tracy, 
what is that one word message or advice you can give it to our audience today? So mine is kindness and it's kindness towards others and it's kindness towards yourself. So if you make some missteps on your financial fitness journey, don't beat yourself up, get back on track and keep moving ahead. And I think that is a fantastic advice, kindness. And we can see that that's how Tracy really incorporated that word into her mission and really put out financial fitness as her core mission to help others to become more successful. And now here at Life Plus Up, we really, really appreciate to have Tracy here as our guest. Tracy, do you have any kind of questions for me? Anything else for me? No, but I'd love to share a free gift for your audience, for everybody who's listening. Because sometimes when we're starting on this financial fitness journey, we don't know where to start. So I've got a money needing agenda that you can download at cashcoach.biz to get you started. Your first meeting with yourself might be just looking at the agenda and that's okay. So go to cashcoach.biz and you can download that money meeting agenda so you can get started today putting um, financial fitness in action in your life. And absolutely. And for anyone who didn't catch that, I will put it into my show note description as well, too. And like I said, we're here not to go ahead and talk about financial literacy, but financial fitness, making sure that you are able to equip yourself with more and more muscle powers. If today you're still on the couch, it's time for you to get up financially to start walking around the whole corners. And thank you so much, Tracy, for coming in. And for anyone, please go ahead and look into the show note for that special gift that Tracy gave us today. And to go ahead and find her podcast is also going to be in my show note as well, too. And like I always said, Tracy, you're going to be our new fan favorite. I can feel it. And of course, <laughs> uh, if you ever need anything from us, let us know. But I can definitely assure you very soon, I have to reach out to you again to grab you over here and listen to more bizarre proposal that you have on that side. All so, right. Thank you so much, Kevin. Thank you for joining us, Tracy. And then thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Okay. Thank you. All right. I hope everyone enjoying the conversation I had with Tracy. And of course, all the links and also the bios and also the promotion that Tracy offers is all listed in the show descriptions. So be sure to check out before log off. So with that being said, I want to go ahead and thank you all again for tuning into our podcast. And I will see all of you next Wednesday at Life Plus a Podcast. Be safe and take care. As we're wrapping up this episode, I want to thank and remind all the listeners that in the description, you'll be able to find the overview of our contents, the links to positive news and resources, and most importantly, the show notes that I publish on Medium. Our music are being brought by Scott Holmes from scottholmesmusic.com. And if you have a question for my guests or for myself, please email me at podcastlifeplusup at gmail.com or find me on Instagram or simply by clicking on the voice link in the description. If you find this podcast informative and helpful, please follow and subscribe through your favorite podcast platform and share with someone that you really think this can help. If you want to support, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or simply by clicking on the donation button. Now, we'll see you all next Wednesday. Until then, remember, success without fun never lasts. And fun without success is not really too much fun. So let's have a fun and a successful podcast together. <laughs>